It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Yes, I'm in a hotel room. And yes, I'm still going to deliver some Vikings hot takes today. Luke Inman, Superior Sports Talk. Go to the nearest ATM, grab as much cash as possible. Lay it all down on the Jags this week. I've got insider info. They're due. Trust me. I would know. <laughs> Hi, this is Arif Hassan with uh, Pro Football Network. Uh, I am also not in my home, but I will not disclose where that is. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. Don't let the mainstream media lie to you. One of us is running from the law. It's the Minnesota football party. What can I say? Let's get into it. Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota football party. It's your guys hanging out talking next level Vikings football. So join in with Pro Football Network's Arif Hassan, Locked On Vikings' Luke Braun, Superior Sports Talk's Luke Inman, and Vikings insider Sam Ekstrom, plus the biggest names in Minnesota football for the Minnesota football party. And it starts now. Welcome into the Minnesota football party. I am Sam Ekstrom of the Ron Johnson Show at Locked On Sports Minnesota. Joined by the usual panel, Luke Inman, Superior Sports Talk. He's on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. That's what we call him, the Spinman. Luke Braun, Locked On Vikings, at Luke Braun NFL. Arif Hassan, at Arif Hassan, NFL, a pro football network. On today's show, we're going to name a Viking that we would extend right now. I've got some Vikings would you rather OBJ be a Viking. And it's the much anticipated return of the game that's been sweeping the nation. Name drop. That's coming up later in the show. Make sure to download Lockdown Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire and Roku apps for a seamless viewing experience. You can watch uh, the Minnesota Football Party on your television or the Ron Johnson Show or Superior Sports Talk. You also get a good experience on YouTube. Like, comment, and subscribe. Let's let's start with this. A lot of Twitter folks excited about OBJ in purple. I've I've seen the uh, the renderings or the deep fakes mm-hmm. of OBJ in purple. Uh, are they realistic on a scale of one to ten on the absurd scale? Luke Edman, you can start. Well, first thing you think of the cap. You know that'd be a little project for Quasi to create some more room. There's the connection factor going to KOC in L.A. He knows the playbook already. Quasi in Cleveland. Um, JJ even at LSU. Hashtag chemistry, right? But maybe the most importantly, sitting at 5-1. and one. I don't think anybody expected them to be this good with this record. Maybe they're changing their thought process a little bit uh, as, as the season goes along and says, why not this year? Packers are a mess. Two-game lead plus the tiebreaker. NFC, we know that's wide open outside of maybe the Eagles, a two or three seed, it's on the table. So maybe the mindset is, let's push some chips in the middle. But having said all that, that's the pros, the cons. What OBJ are you getting, right? I mean, two ACL injuries, two years in a row. Last time was eight months ago. Is it realistic to spend all that money and expect the same OBJ at this point? At earliest, I would think come playoff time, he'd be starting to get full speed. Honestly, I think I'd rather just try to tap into what you got with Osborne and even Jalen Rager as their three and four and 
figure out how to start finding ways to get them the ball. So much was made about that 11 personnel. K.J. Osborne, only 177 yards, averaging under 30 yards per game this season through six games. Uh, So 1 to 10, considering all that, the absurd scale. I would be surprised, let's say that. Feels like Buffalo, I think, is the odds-on favorite, which makes sense. But because of all the connections and the fact they're 5-1, and I wouldn't be like jaw on the floor shock. So I'll say five out of 10, like slightly more absurd than not absurd is the way I put it. Five out of 10. Hmm. Arif, would you go higher absurdity or lower absurdity than Spinman's five? I would, I would have to go a higher absurdity. I mean, the problem is the Vikings have the lowest amount of cap space in the NFL, and receiver is not the problem. Like, we've seen that there's a lack of production for those secondary and tertiary receivers, but that's not the fault of those receivers. They're getting open. The issue is how Kirk Cousins is approaching his progressions, which I think, you know, will eventually fix itself by the by the time we get to the end of the season. Having Odell Beckham is not going to change that. Like, it is, you know, important to note that he's got system experience, that he's good within that system. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think the Vikings will be able to outbid anybody. I don't think the Vikings want to put together a multi-year contract to make cap space work. And at $860,000 of cap space, not even, like, most of your cap space tricks are going to work for you unless you restructure somebody else. And I think if the Vikings were going to restructure somebody else, they already would have. I mean, this is a critically low amount of cap space. Um, that said, you know, he would help the team, just probably not as much as his contract would demand. And he'd be able to contribute right away. I think that's not really true in a lot of teams. So there is something there. I just don't think that that's something that's very strong. I'm going to say it's like an eight on the absurdity scale. Well, didn't the Chiefs already sort of play their hand by restructuring Kelsey? Aren't they definitely going to land OBJ and have him rip up teams in January? Um I, I'm also curious, Luke Braun, and you can give us your number. Where did the cap space go? Like I thought, I thought the conversation was when they cut Davis and Armand Watts. Oh, the Vikings have opened up space to make a big move for Indomik and Sue. Was it always this bad? <laughs> um, I and I have to look at like the actual calculations and stuff. Some of it has to be like earmarked away because Darius Smith is hitting incentives. Although that's not typically a problem till next year. Um, but also a lot of it, like the process of roster cutdowns costs a lot more than I think most people like think, um, you have to sign everybody on your practice squad. Those all count against the cap. You got 16 players all making what, like half a million or so, um, you have, or what, like 300,000, whatever they make, you have, um, the, the top, the, the bottom two players on your roster, you know, your only top 51 count up until roster cut day and then all 53 counts. So those additional two players have to count on whatever salaries they're making. Um, so I think it just I helps to make it so that... $26 million in dead money. Mm. Yeah. So Crap that's load. part of the, <laughs> the problem. Yeah, and that's... Not bad. A, a lot of that was not re-signing Anthony Barr um, mm-hmm. and just a whole bunch of other things kind of adding up that hopefully you can get out from under... Um, but yeah, like Arif said, it's a it's a seven or an eight. It's it would be it would require like a perfect needle threading of the Vikings wanting to incur the cost on future years that it would require because you would have to restructure a player and you would probably have to do a lot of void year shenanigans with the contract of Odell Beckham to make it happen, which basically means you're paying for this in in future years. Do you want to be paying? in future years for something you did in 2022 
to that extent, the Vikings would have to say yes to that question, and Odell Beckham would have to choose Minnesota, which isn't that absurd, right? Justin Jefferson's here, Kevin O'Connell's here, um, but that's a, like another hurdle you have to get over. He's got to be healthy enough to play, and you got to be comfortable that he's healthy enough to play to pay him. Like, there's all these little like hurdles you have to get over before it happens. It would be a pretty crazy thing to do. Um, I do think it would have some impact just because it would make it that much harder to double Justin Jefferson. And people doubling Justin Jefferson and getting away with one-on-one coverage is has been shown as the best way to slow down the Minnesota Vikings. Um, that would make that strategy that much harder. But would it be worth Like, it incurs a lot of costs, and some of those costs you would be paying for, like, down the line. You got to decide if that's really worth it. So I've got it as an 8.7 on the absurd scale. I, I just think that he's coming off injury, um, cap space, and I love what KJ Osborne brings. But I also respect the Rams' approach to amassing weapons. And look how that came in handy. Didn't Robert Woods tear up his knee one week after they acquired OBJ? You don't know what's going to happen. So in that sense, yes, make a run at the guy. Go get him, and just, if you have to stash him until he gets fully healthy, fine. So I'm going to put you all on the spot. You restructure Dalvin Cook and kick Cook money down the road because that's far and away the easiest contract to, to mess around with. Would you do that to sign OBJ? Spinman? I don't think so. Again, I think, you know, year one, Kwesi, KOC, they, how much do they want to kick this can down the road? And obviously, I don't know the numbers. I'm not sure how much they're going to be kicking that can. What are we talking? Couple million, uh, more than five, six, seven million, something like that. I don't think they want to mortgage too much of the future. Knowing again, they have capable receivers in Osborne and Jalen Rager. They just haven't tapped into quite yet versus all the risks that both Luke, Arif, and yourself, Sam, have already mentioned about OBJ and trying to push all those chips. This probably isn't the year, despite the five and one start, this probably isn't the year they want to all of a sudden start pushing all these chips in and say, let's go pot committed right now and try to make a big move and mortgage some of the future later for a guy like OBJ. Arif? I mean, it's also just not, like, where the team needs to spend the resources. Like, yeah, it it made sense for the Rams, and it made even more sense after it turned out that Robert Woods was injured after the signing. But, you know, you don't know what position is going to end up with an injury, right? Like, maybe they should have uh, spent it on a running back because Dalvin Cook gets injured, or maybe they could have done it at linebacker because Eric Kendrick. Like, we don't know. And so all, all we can do is make it, you know, decisions with the information that we have at hand right now we know that receiver is a good position right like i think obviously again odell beckham would help the team out if they signed him but it's one of those situations where you know if you end up making all of these moves to clear up cap space first of all you probably should have done that already so that you'd have the ability to be more aggressive by the time the trade deadline rolls around but second um, why don't you just do that for a position that could use a lot more help, maybe cornerback, right? Like, I like I, I just feel like mm-hmm. there's just a lot more available for you there um, to add wins than at receiver. If there's a cornerback available, then yeah, for sure. I, is there a cornerback on the Panthers? I feel like you, you could just grab not one. Not an right? Odell, not an Odell-sized corner. The, the upgrade from like Odell the to, or from K.J. Osborne to Odell is there significant but smaller than I think the upgrade from like Chan and Sullivan to whatever nickel corner is is on the Panthers. I don't know who they have now. Yeah, yeah, sure. What one so, other thing to con- consider 
is the longer it takes, the cheaper Odell gets because the more like weeks he missed, the fewer weeks you got to pay him for. Um, like by one seventeenth of the season, like every time, it's something to consider when you're trying to calculate how this could happen. So, speaking of the Panthers, would it be a never, a never ever, or a never ever ever? Would you make a move for Christian McCaffrey? I would say I just never, don't ever. think. Yeah, I just don't think running back <laughs> makes. Not us, talk about yeah. receiver not making sense. I don't think running back makes much sense at all. Obviously, hey. If we're playing Madden with the salary cap turned off, okay, yeah, sure. Of course, you'd love to have C-Mac with JJ and Cook on the field at the same time with KOC. That's a video game pipe dream considering the cost it would take to get him. Fikes don't have that kind of money. Plus, I'm not one for giving away draft picks for the future in general, let alone for a devalued kind of watered-down position like running back. So, yeah, absurd scale, yeah, probably 10 out of 10. Look, Dalvin Cook uh, is injury-prone and expensive. <laughs> Let's do all of that again. <laughs> double down. But for drag Except picks. more more so. More yeah, injury. So you have a 12. <laughs> double down. Yeah. But he is a good player. Could I, I, just, could I interest you in a dirt-cheap Cam uh, Akers? Dirt-cheap Cam Akers, anyone? Rookie deal. Anyone? Uh, I mean, uh, no, again, the Vikings don't need a running back. But, you know, who knows? Delvin Cook could get injured down the line. Might as well prepare for that eventuality. No, I mean... You're, like, uh, pretty comfortable uh, with Madison as the backup. No, I know. That's, like, yeah, that's a the thing. thing. Well, what that's if you trade I don't Madison really see what... four acres? Yeah, well, there you go. That's, sure. that's a possibility. Okay. I, I just really don't see what... I don't see what Akers brings to the table that one of those three backups don't. I get the L.A. connection factor again, and when healthy, I guess Akers was he was all right. He was pretty solid, but again, maybe the last position I would think the front office would be looking to bring in, and 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 you know also too stealing valuable reps from you know the guys like Kenne and Chandler that you want to see develop only probably makes it harder to justify as well. So yeah, nine point three out of ten absurdity scale. Here's the angle yeah, on what, this. What about what about Brian it's, Burns though? It's, I, as an available player, people have floated the possibility that Brian Burns is available from the Panthers. What are and we talking? Second, that was third. I, I don't. I don't know. What do you? What do you think it would cost? That's how much it costs in this discussion. I, w- I would assume the Panthers would ask for a first. I'd assume you'd meet mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle, second and change, second and fourth, second conditional fifth, something like that. Um, and then would and you do honestly? It? I would think about that. Second round pick, Brian Burns. I haven't followed Brian Burns um, that closely the last year or so. Coming out, though, obviously very highly regarded. Yeah, he's still good. He's been very solid. He's Yeah, he, you know he's good. Um, second young. and change? I would think about that yeah, and he's pretty young. hard, given the age. Yeah, and, the, and still on that rookie contract for sure. You know you're going to have to extend him, though, here coming up in the next year or two. Um, so you got to keep that in mind as well. you got to pay Fine. JJ all that Darius money. Darius Smith Kurt, is like seven else. void years. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, um, true. Speaking of extensions and void years and money in general, here's my next question. These segues, there, this is great. There are like a dozen or so Vikings in contract years. You've got to give out one extension today. Who's getting it? Dalvin Tomlinson. Easy. Dalvin. It's it's Dalvin for sure. Is Doesn't get the spotlight. Yeah. Void. Yeah. If void you're not years. Oh, void that's why I didn't find million. It. 
Oh my God, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's he's when you pull up Vikings free agents next year, he's not on spot rack right away. But yeah, Void year. Again, we all know doesn't get the spotlight, does all the dirty work, but he's been a huge piece of the Vikings front seven when they've had success this year. Helped open things up for guys around him. Outstanding PFF grades right now. Maybe the best all around defender week in and week out. Super consistent. Uh, I'd be awfully bummed if they couldn't find a way to keep him around moving forward. Unlike, you know, Pat P or Bradbury, I think finding Tomlinson's replacement um, that could play at the same high level he's playing at right now would be the hardest transition of the three that I just mentioned with Pat P and Bradbury, because I've assumed those guys would be near the top of the discussion as well. Yeah, I, I do. I do want to ask, like, whether or not you would um, extend Garrett Bradbury, given kind of how he's played this year. Now, I think like. You know, his PFF grades, I think, overstate his case. But um, mm-hmm. And obviously, last week was not a phenomenal showing for this particular discussion. But, um, you know, he, he has a good pass protection grade, something that he historically has not had. Uh, and he also has, has four years, or I guess three years of history, to tell you that this is a remarkably bad idea. Um, I already saw Luke Braun shake his head no, even though he is on the Garrett Bradbury truther train. So I'm kind of curious kind of what, what's going on there. But uh, um, I, I, I just like, I want I want to say like, what would it take for you to you know like because Kyle Fuller for example another player that you know was a disappointing three years and then in his fourth mm-hmm. and so they declined his fifth year option his fourth year he balled out they gave him a huge contract extension and uh, I guess they kind of regret it but you know that first couple of years it looked pretty good yeah. yeah my my Bradbury take most of the fight was he was to not bench him because I thought benching him for Mason Cole like wasn't a good idea uh, but I was I was like he's just going to play out his contract and walk that was always the take he'll play out his contract and walk and that's still the take he's still the same guy he's always been he didn't suddenly magically get better because his PFF grade went up they're hiding him you don't extend <laughs> a center that you're hiding um, let's remember that Nick Easton and Pat Elfline both wow. got big long-term deals after their Vikings career. Nick Easton and Pat Elfline. So who's to say, say that Bradbury big. isn't worth like comp picks? Big relative, relative to their talent. Like Elfline got like three and eighteen. Easton got like four I think and. He got a six-round pick out of both of those guys. You did get. You, they definitely got a six-round pick out of Easton. I remember that. Yeah, we got no fourth not, or sixth next year. We need not, those back. They should not fall for the the trick. The Vikings shouldn't, but someone will. Someone's going to pay oh, the yeah. guy, and so, yeah. uh, more power to them. Will. Yeah, they what's amazing is that his people age thought thirty-two season. Perfect. People thought <laughs> yeah. that the Jets got a good deal in Pat Elfline because some of his highlights as a center made it to Twitter, where he's like pancaking people, and it's like that was. Well, I guess he never really did pancake people in Minnesota, but that was like that would not have resolved anybody's concerns with Pat Elfline in Minnesota. <laughs> And, you know, wonder of wonders, the Jets decided not to extend Pat Elfline. So it was very interesting that people were like, wow, great deal. Good job, Jets. Right. Yeah, Bradbury. It's been a great story thus far. I think if they can't resign him, though, or don't want to, for that matter, I feel good about your chances of finding a replacement, whether that's in the draft or the free agency. I don't know the market right now. I don't know who's uh, supposed to be a free agent next year, but... I would, I would feel a lot better about trying to find a replacement for Patrick Peterson and Garrett Bradbury versus Dalvin Tomlinson, given the drop-off in play that you'd have to expect uh, as far as how good Tomlinson has looked through these six weeks. So what it's is that extension? Center class. 
in the draft. Four and 40? Is it a three and 36? What is that extension? For who? Dalvin? Tomlinson. Tomlinson. Uh, four and 40 makes a lot of sense. He's 28, so you'd extend him through his, yeah. uh, age 32, or I guess age 33 season. Sure. Yeah, uh, if you could get him eight, point, nine mil, that would be great. Uh, but yeah, probably around 10 mil seems about right. Yeah. Um, we got Ron Johnson coming up on the Minnesota football party. A reminder, make sure to check out betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs, football-related, basketball-related, hockey-related, MMA, boxing, and golf. It's all there. We're not able to look at a Vikings line this week because they have a bye, so we're keeping an eye on that Gophers line. They were five-point underdogs at Penn State. Um, I kind of like the Gophers in a plucky um, bounce-back game in Penn State. That's where I am right now, in fact, and it is gorgeous here. Wow, I love Happy Valley. Um, check that out, betonline.net, where the game starts. And make sure to like, comment, subscribe on our YouTube channel, Locked On Sports Minnesota. Get all of our shows on video. And you can see me in this janky hotel room and Arif Hassan in an undisclosed location. Um, Ron Johnson around the corner, update from Ron. He's a little bit away. So we are going to play some Vikings Would You Rather. This is just uh, some absurd scenarios that I devised. This is what we do on the bye week. So here's scenario number one. Greg Joseph misses the rest of his 50-yard field goals the rest of the season. He's already missed four in a row. Or the Vikings give up one 50-yard play in every other game the rest of the season. Which negative scenario are you choosing? 50-yard uh, play in every other game, I think I can handle that. Doesn't necessarily mean a touchdown or even three points, right? Depends on what you do after it, where it happened on the field. Missing every 50-plus field goal, I think, is that's a tough pill to swallow. You know this team is incapable of winning games by a wide margin. You know how important special teams has been to the start of their 5-1 and one start. So um, you only expect to hit about 50% of those, but those three points are probably more critical to, to winning uh, than the 50-yard play every other game, which would just be uh, – yeah. again, I think you can soften that blow. I think that that's manageable. Bring on the explosive plays. I can live with that. If that means Joseph hitting even some of those long field goals, I think I would rather have that. Okay. Uh, question for this know? scenario. Yes. <laughs> they know. Like, dude, hey, we're going to use Wait, this. Wait, so they like, know the scenario. Make a 50... They know they, that he yeah. cannot hit a 50-yarder? That's a good question. Because if they know they that, that changes their... Okay. okay, that's what I thought. They okay, don't, they don't know. Um, so my, my question is... Um, is it an additional 50-yard play every other game, or we're just guaranteed every other game that there will be at least one, maybe more? But if there was already going to be one, maybe that one replaces it. It's not Let's say that it's one. Okay. It's one. The reason, the reason I ask one. that is because oh. basically every team has already done that, has already given up a 50-yard play every other game. Um, not every team. There's a couple of teams that have only given up two and six games, but Basically, every team has done that. Um, so that is not that unusual in the state of affairs. And in fact, if the Vikings were limited to one every other game, um, that would be better, which technically this scenario is not doing. But um, that doesn't materially change things all that much for the Vikings. So I would rather uh, we, we make some more 50 yarders. Hmm. Interesting. Ron? 
Yeah, I'll take the field goals. If they don't know, um, this is or I, I will take making the field goals. Um because I can just imagine a lot of games coming down to a fifty one yarder and being like that moment versus a it, like like Luke said, a fifty yard explosive play can be overcome. You can make that stop and then that's three points, you know, or at worst it's it's one touchdown. You can you can overcome giving up a touchdown and that's not even that crazy out of the the realm of possibilities but losing drives that could otherwise be scoring drives especially that inevitably if it happens every like every single 50 yarder inevitably games will come down to this which i know is not like the right way to say Mm -hmm. but i also think like from a from an epa perspective 150 yard play will be less every other game would add up to be less than like every 50 yard field goal but Mm -hmm. i'm going off the dome for that but that would be my guess Mm -hmm. So I looked at the answers to the test. I've got the data on this. There is a far stronger correlation with losing if you give up a 50-yard play than if you miss a 50-yard field goal. Um, In fact, there's an anti-correlation because in the last three years, teams that make a 50-plus-yard field goal lose well more than 50% of the time. 127 out of 210, or 127 out of 217. Um, if you give up a 50-yard play, you lose 60% of the time. So I'm Yeah, going this doesn't with... change my mind at all. <laughs> well, it's just because of how correlations occur. If you're giving up 50-yard plays, you're probably a bad defense. If you're a normal defense that happens to give up a 50-yard play, that's a little bit different. If you're kicking a lot of 50-yard field goals, you're probably not getting into the red zone. You're probably not a very good offense, so you're losing games. This doesn't change my mind at all. You've just confused correlation and causation. The Vikings have kicked a lot of 50-yard field goals, and they win games, Arif. Yeah, so you're wrong. Exactly. That's analytics. (laughs) That's what I'm saying to you. (laughs) All right, so help me help you. Totally boxed Arif in on that one. That's a point. That's a point for Sam. Um, Beat him in the marketplace of ideas. Out duel. How about this one? It's... But Sam was the one who was wrong. No. What does he mean? Arif, yeah, that's winning. Arif, the, wow, I knocked Arif's you out. Demon. The argument's over. Um, KOC gets all of his challenges correct the rest of the season, or the Vikings gets zero personal fouls the rest of the way. Yeah, the second one. The second one for sure. Yes. I think it I'll was take my Luke, weren't you the one... Luke, weren't you the one who tweeted out Vikes are like the number one team in the NFL at um, something like gaining yards from flags over their opponents? Mm-hmm. Um, so not sure how that correlates right here. But, yeah, losing a challenge obviously isn't what you want. But just because you challenge a call doesn't mean they didn't get it right on the field in the first place. And you just made a gamble and lost, I guess. I think if you were to tell me the Vikes could go the whole season with no personal foul penalties, which – We've seen can swing games and be a huge advantage for the opposing team. I would take that over losing challenges, which may not even occur every game. Like last week in Miami, they didn't they didn't have a challenge last week, did they? I don't think so. Um, whereas a personal foul yeah. could more likely occur two, three, sometimes even more times a game. If if this yeah, was another was from... situation where they know, if they know <laughs> that if they throw a challenge right. flag, they'll automatically <laughs> win it. One hundred percent. I want that one. Right. That's just cheating <laughs> at that point. Upon further review, but, the wait. runner who went seventy yards for a touchdown was short of <laughs> the line to game. Hit the B dubs button. Wait. 
Call it back. But what about if they know they can't get a personal foul and they can just light you up all day? They could be the oh, dirtiest team point. of all time and never get flagged. Good point. Oh, yeah. This okay, is a much better yeah. scenario. Get the one where they know? Yeah. Well, because the thing with the challenge is that's that how the you Saints can just the Super Bowl. crucial moments knew. in the yeah. game. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, if if you could if you could literally just knock a receiver out, you could just like punch them right in the chin strap, and then they'd just be out. Um, not that you would intentionally injure players. I just mean over the course of play, right? Right, 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 the ball right. is in the air, sort of thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't be able to complete another pass. <laughs> See that yeah. scenario? If you can't get penalized for a personal foul, that's every single play you have an advantage where. The challenges yeah. have a finite limit because you only would get three per game. Right. You 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 are abated yeah. to the quarterback every single time. <laughs> <laughs> no face masks, right? Those are personal fouls. Yeah, hands to the face, yeah, you, face you, mask. You'll just start breaking necks. No roughing the passer. Albert Hainsworth, a big step right, you know, on your face. Yeah, yeah. didn't see it. Sorry, can't call it. Sorry, man. <laughs> Don't like where our brains I, I do want to credit. One. What's the next uh, one? Not at all. Luke, real quick, you brought up the the Vikings lead the league right now in like net penalty advantage gained by not committing penalties of their own and benefiting from penalties of their opponents. That was from uh, Anthony Reinhardt. That was his mm. work. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to credit that. That was great. Yeah, that was a good stat. Um, the last one, schedule-wise, would you rather beat the Bills and lose to the Bears or beat the Cowboys and lose to the Commanders. It's almost a given, no matter how good of a team the Vikes have, they struggle in Chicago every year. Favre and 9 couldn't even win in Soldier. So no matter how bad the Bears team is, I've just been conditioned to believe Vikes will at least struggle and probably lose in Chicago. And if that means you beat the Bills, who should be, I would think at minimum six, maybe even seven point favorites, I give, uh, uh, and, and give you know the team a legitimate win over you know, what people are calling, obviously, an elite Super Bowl contender. I would take that 10 out of 10 times. A loss to the Commanders, I feel like, hurts a lot more than a loss in Soldier, in my opinion. Just given the history and a win over Buffalo, I think just means so much more than a win over Dallas, in my opinion, because Dallas 4-1 and one right now, fun story, Cooper Rush, they get Dak back soon, but you can't tell me they're on the same level as the Bills, who's just clearly the team to beat in this league right now, and I think would just mean so much more to this Viking team who struggled against their only tough kind of litmus test against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in week two. So, yeah, give me the loss at Soldier. Uh, if that means a, a win in Buffalo, I'll take that. Uh, I'm not – I don't agree with Luke at all. Um, so I would I would rather lose to the Bills and beat the Bears uh, because of how important the divisional tiebreakers are, even when you're determining seeding in the playoffs. Um, if there's just that much of a chance you can get an additional home field advantage, I would do that. Um, even knowing that the question does not, you know, flip it, right? Like if I um, chose, you know, not to take the win over the Bills, um, I don't know if I'm going to get the win over the Bears, although I think based on how the question was framed, I would. Um, I still would do that, right? I just don't want the guaranteed loss to the Bears, even though I know that that is a strong likelihood given the Vikings' history. With the Cowboys over the Commanders, I mean, that one would suck. I'd hate to lose to the Commanders for a variety of reasons. You all know that. But the Cowboys <laughs> is one of the teams that... He's um, not playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys are one of the teams that the Vikings are competing for with seeding, and maybe, you know, if things go sideways in the NFC North, uh, would be competing for a wild card spot. I mean, it probably won't be because the NFC North is terminal. But 
I, I think that, um, you know, that you, this is another team with which, you know, you have to worry about seeding with. So take the one over the Cowboys uh, over the loss to the Commanders. God. Uh, that does make sense. Yeah. I, I, I understand that uh, that theory with, with the seeding and, and uh, you know, come playoff time. It does make sense. It's, yeah. it's the easiest spin zone for you, though, Arif, because if the Commanders beat us without <laughs> – Carson Wentz. Without Wentz, no, I I, I understand. I can I can turn the the win against the Cowboys like Heineke, and the Commanders yeah. in my favor. Yeah, no, that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the answer is is tie, the one with better tiebreakers. Yeah, um, and beating the Bills yeah. as cool as that would be because they're a good team. Um, be dope. They are a a conference or a non conference opponent too. So give me the conference win and I'll avoid the divisional loss. And like the Cowboys might come into play with common games if we're competing with like philadelphia for seating or, or the giants for seating or whatever in, in a wild yeah. card so like yeah that that one matters a lot for all practicality the beating cowboys and potentially not the bears probably better however for power rankings points beating the bills is. definitely better and that's <laughs> yeah. really what it's all about yeah, true is being yeah, losing to the bears would sink you number in, in a in a <laughs> meaningless game for them by the way because they will be eliminated by them correct when has that ever Correct. happened before? Never. Let's not talk about it. Um, hey, make sure to check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Uh, Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, and they give you greater insights probably than these silly would-you-rathers, including Sunday and Monday night football and betting advice from the field's leading experts bet online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Still waiting for the appearance of Ron Johnson. Um, Gambling update. We've got to get into our bet online gambling segment for the day where we make a bet against the spread and one over under. Arif, the new leader. $735. Now, you still have a punishment coming your way. Let's not forget that. And guess who joins you? It can be like a tag team. Luke Inman, you're going to get punished because you went 0-2 to fall $265 in the hole. Uh, Braun and I are sitting right in the middle at $500 and change. Um, Arif, what a course correction, my friend. Well done. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just have to be smarter than everybody else on the podcast and uh, I was able to manage that because of who I work with. <laughs> These are our collective <laughs> records, by the way. Arif is four and eight. Ron is four yeah. seven and one. I Jesus. am four and eight. 
Luke Inman is three and nine. This is rough. Bad. This is not going well. Gambling is hard. Yikes. Um, while we wait for Ron Johnson, let's let's actually start with these picks um, because I think we uh, we can probably fit him in before he gets here. So I start this week, and then we go to Inman, Arif, and Braun. Maximum 700, minimum 7 this week. I am going to pick in the game in the battle of bad Wilson quarterbacks, Zach Wilson and Russell Wilson. I'm fading the Jets. I'm not going to believe in the Jets. And I hate doing this because the Broncos are so egregious. But New York is not going to go above altitude or at altitude and and beat the Broncos. It's a pick em game. Um, the Jets are winning more unsustainably than the Vikings. I'm picking against the Jets. And unfortunately, that means I have to support the Broncos. But I'm going Broncos pick em at minus 117 for two hundo. All right, we don't need to spend too much time on mine. You already know where I'm going. I actually don't even like this spread. How are the Jaguars favored over the 5-1 and one Giants by three points? I've lost four in a row with the Jags. There's no way I can win five, lose five in a row. It just can't happen. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, you get That's it? it you know what I mean? Hey, guys, can I borrow some money just real quick? Um, <laughs> give me the Jags. Love a Reef's theory. You just keep doubling. You just keep upping the bet. There's no real punishment or penalty if you lose $200 versus 2000 right? So uh, last week I bet 200 bucks. I'm going to up the ante. I'm going to bet 300 bucks on the Jags minus three at home versus the Giants. Minus 112 that currently sits at. 300, you said? 300. Okay, Reef. Uh, Cowboys get Dak back against the Lions. They're favored by a touchdown. That's not enough. Cowboys minus seven, uh, minus one ten, betting a hundred dollars. Uh, I think the Patriots solved the Lions' offense. The Cowboys' defense is also still pretty good. Brian, um, I'll go tonight. I uh, don't believe in the Cardinals at all. I think they are a catastrophe team, and I actually think the uh, Saints offense is figuring some stuff out. So I will take the Saints plus 2.5 at minus 105 on Thursday Night Football. For how much uh, money? I get it. 100 bucks. We're going okay. to keep it normal while I'm not in the, in the pits. I'll get desperate if I get lower. Who does that? And then... <laughs> Goodness, I really wanted Cowboys Lions under forty nine, but I can't take that now, so I have to scramble. <laughs> that was my favorite under too. <laughs> yeah, I might bet that under with real money. That seems uh, kind of wild. Yeah. Um, I'll just pick one. What could go wrong? Uh, Texans Raiders over forty five and a half for fifty dollars. What are the odds? Oh, you can't do 50. Uh, that's minus... too low. You want the minimum? Oh, yeah, minimum 70. Yeah, minimum minimum bet because uh, of the confidence, and that is at minus 115. 
Watch that be the only big bet I win in like three weeks. The one I don't think about. Uh, the one you pick randomly, just dartboard. Yeah. Uh, Bears Patriots under forty minus one ten. Oh. Bears defense is actually kind of okay. Patriots defense is wildly good. Uh, neither quarterback can throw downfield uh, for completely different reasons. It turns out, but yeah, neither quarterback can throw downfield. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'll take the under forty on that one minus one ten for uh, let's let's do a hundred bucks on that one too. Hundred bucks, Inman. It's the little things that get you in the hole. Nobody was going to bet on the Jags. Why didn't I go Bears Patriots under? I love that under. I went with the Bears last week under. Um, so I got to go to Plan B. Seahawks Chargers over fifty and a half minus one ten. Three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks. And that means I conclude with an over-under. I am liking Dolphins-Steelers under 45. I think the Steelers' offense is brutal. I don't care if Tua comes back because the Dolphins have scored over 21 points exactly one time, and everybody overreacted. That's with or without Tua. I don't think Tua is going to come in and just light it up in his first game back. It's going to be a little bit tentative. They're not going to have him dropping back all that much. And it's not like they're going to need to drop back because they're behind because the Steelers can't score either. So I'm going to put uh, $171 on the under 45. The odds on that, anybody? 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 Uh, 113. Thank you. 113. And that's a wrap. Those are the picks this week. And I'm actually going to CC you guys so you don't have to text me begging me for your picks because you don't remember them. So I just sent the email <laughs> right now. There it is. You say it's begging, and I, I really, I just ask once, and you just never respond. Oh, I think it was that. There it is. Right there. Boom. Well, it's once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Every Sunday at about 2.45. Um, <laughs> Shows you how invested we are. Like, we all three of us have to text yeah. you every Sunday at about, yeah, 3.58. Uh, what were our picks again? All right. I bet I'm winning. Can you confirm? <laughs> he was indeed not winning until this week when he was. Until this week. The time has arrived. It's the return of Name Drop. How fast can you think? It's time for the most chaotic game in the Viking podcast sphere. It's Name Drop. Yes, it's Name Drop from way back in the football machine days. People have asked for it, and we will deliver. These are the rules. Matt DeBritz, our director, will give a category. Offensive or defensive players from one of the divisions. We will go around the circle trying to name a player that fits the category. If you can't think of one in five seconds, you are out. If you name a duplicate, you are out. The group is allowed to challenge if you say like a fake player or a player that doesn't fit, but you have to challenge in the five seconds. Those are the rules. I think we're ready to go. We will start with Lucan. I just decided that. Matt DeBritz, you alone know the categories. What is our first category? We'll go for five rounds. NFC South NFC offensive South. players. Ready to roll? Ready to roll. Let's play name drop. Tyler Algier. Cordero Patterson. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. 
Michael Thomas. Uh, Mike Evans. Uh, Drake London. Baker Mayfield. No. Uh, um, three, two, Kyle Pitts. one. Oof. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Chris Olave. Patrick Elfline. Andres Pete. Russell Gage. Nice. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Taylor Moten? Is he? Is he still in the Panthers? Caleb McGarry? Not too late. Too late. Got it in. Um, Tristan Wirfs. Uh, dog. Chris Godwin. <laughs> Did I say that? Tight end Ian Thomas. Ooh. No way. No, 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 no. No, he got cut. Okay. No way. Is he, is he not still the Panthers? That's a challenge. I think, I think he got cut. Stop the clock. He got cut. Shoot. Let's look. It's fine. Aha! No! Oh, Tight end so is a reef out? An illegal challenge. Yeah, reef is out. Whoa. Dang. That was a good not one. Just weird enough. Okay. Now, now I got to find out about Taylor Mountain. All right, we'll start Shoot, the clock the again with me. Arif is out. Uh, I'm going to go with Taysom Hill. Jameis Winston. Anybody said Drake London? Yes. What? Don't tell him. <laughs> well, I, that, yeah, that's my guess. Yeah. Okay, heads up with Luke. Taron Armstead. Nope, that's not the right. That's the wrong team. He's in Miami. <laughs> you get one, Luke? I, I, I only had one left. Tom Brady, but I can't remember if he's been said. Tom Brady? Luke wins like the round. No, one. I don't think he had been said. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a <laughs> anyway, We're all out. so mad. The Rigas left the room. All right. Our next round. Oh, AFC East defensive player. We'll start with a reef this. Uh, Quinn Williams. Kyle Van Noy. Jordavius White. Oh, you're up. All right. Uh, Jordavius White. Yeah, Jordan you win it. Okay. Uh, Von Miller. Ed Oliver. Xavier Howard. Tremaine Edmonds. Jermaine Johnson. Christian Wilkins. Sauce Gardner. Gregory Rousseau. Noah Ibunagni. Was it Nick Needham? Dick Hannaford no. on IR? Yeah. Okay. Jalen Phillips. Hmm. Um, who's the linebacker behind him? Jerome Baker? 50-50. Yeah, Byron yeah. Jones. Yeah, Jerome Baker's on there. His name escapes me. I'm done. 
I was trying to think of a Patriot safety and I forgot it. And then froze. I'm out. Okay, you're down to three. I'm losing my... my uh, is there a McCordy? Devin McCordy? Is he still? Uh, I think I think so, Arif. I think so, right? Yes, and that is who I was trying to think of. Okay, okay. No one had to waste a challenge. Um, who's the other young safety? Duggar? Kyle Duggar? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Yep. Yeah, Matt Milano. I'm done. I'm out. Arif and Luke. Christian Barrymore. You're pronouncing Barmore. that wrong, but I'll count it. Uh, Landon Roberts. Jets. Anybody on the Jets? Jets. Oh, Jerome Johnson. Two. Oh, wait. Jeremiah Johnson? Jerome? What's his name? Johnson. That's a real Johnson! Is there? Yeah, that, that would be a uh, reason. Somebody said him? Whatever you were about okay. to say. Yeah. Jerome Johnson was a Columbo crime family associate who was hired by Joe Gallo to assa- assassinate Don Joseph Columbo. Not, in fact, a New York Jet. <laughs> right. But did he play <laughs> in the NFL? But if he was. Right. To be continued on Monday. That's the Minnesota football party for today. For Luke Inman, Luke Braun, Arif Hassan, thank you for watching the shenanigans. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. And we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy your bi-week weekend. Watch some football. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.